And uh, we're back again as we're kind of winding down season four. Just want to kind of remind you guys of some some little housekeeping things that I've been talking about this whole entire season that we've got going on. Uh, sign up for our newsletter, sidcast.substack.com. Uh, completely free. All you literally do is you find that subscribe now button within the newsletter, and then you just type in your email. And that is... Uh, that is all you have to do. Episodes straight to your inbox every Thursday morning about 9 a.m. Eastern time. It'll be 6, uh, 6 a.m. Pacific time. So, um, yeah, and then we also have a Patreon if you want to support the show uh, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you can do that with our Patreon. You can su- support or pledge or whatever the hell it's called uh, as little as uh, $3 because that is literally the lowest amount you can go. So you can do $3. You can do $5 pledges. Um, they go toward... Uh, the cost of hosting this show, um, it does come out of my own pocket currently, but thanks to uh, a couple of amazing Patreon supporters, Eric Gibson, Jay Stansel, Roger Horn, Alec Morgan, and Tyler Stosky, uh, we've been kind of able to alleviate some of that pressure a little bit. Um, and then the next thing would be to kind of go towards some uh, some new uh, equipment and things like that. I think the next thing I would really like is a new webcam. Uh, that way we can start doing more video interviews, posting those on YouTube uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, those were a couple, uh, housekeeping things I wanted to say. And I also apologize. I guess I haven't really been realizing the audio quality on my end these past couple of, uh, past couple of episodes, especially this season. Um, the ones that I'm recording over on Zencaster, I guess just are not picking up my, my, uh, my microphone that I'm speaking to you now. Uh, I guess that they've been doing it through uh, the computer itself, and I have a uh, a five-year-old laptop. Um, so I probably need to think about getting a new one of those, huh? Um, so I think that that's kind of where our problem is coming from. Uh, Zencaster, very finicky. It's a wonderful tool, but it does, you know, it, everything comes with problems sometimes, and that's what happens. So, uh, but that's not uh, today, actually. Uh, if you read, uh, or if you know anything about me, by the way, if you even read the um, the show notes or the show description or the episode description or whatever you've got going on today, uh, whatever you call it, um, I did this in my office, or our office, if you want to call it that. Uh, we each have our own little corner. Uh, Zach Shore is my boss. Uh, we both work at Madonna University up here in Livonia, Michigan, um, at an NAI level, and um it's it's funny that he is kind of I don't know it's funny that he's my boss I guess is what I'm trying to say um my quick story is I was a student athlete at another institution um obviously when I was a freshman in college I got hurt really really bad I was on the cross-country and track team and I kept getting hurt um and I needed some place to go. And this guy comes into my intro to sport management class. And he says, basically, uh, I need I need workers. Um, you can do, I've got roles to do this, 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 and this, um, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I was like, I'm broken. I can't really travel with the team right now. So I might as well go ahead and try. So I went in and uh, the guy says, uh, good, because you're uh, glad you're here because you're on volleyball tonight. And I had no idea about volleyball at all. Um, I was, you know, didn't know anything about what he was doing, which I turned out to be a sports information director. Um, that was going on seven years ago, uh, when that guy first hired me then, and he hired me again this summer. Uh, Zach Shore is our guest today. Uh, many of you know him, so I will kind of let the podcast do the talking as the uh, episode description says. So um, we will start off, uh, I-, I guess, really with no direction right here on episode 170 of SIDcast with Zach Shore of the Madonna University Crusaders. And right, like I said, let's get it right into it. This is SIDcast. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What's the... Well, it's been a minute. I don't even remember the last time I had you on. I remember recording with you. I was in my dorm room what? at was USI. Was I not yet? No. I mean, Lewis Clark State. So what's... I mean, was obviously... Was really? Yeah. Has it been that long? It has been that long. It was like... I've done this four years of my life. And so there was... Do you first... know how many hours... you know how many days of my life is on this podcast? It was the first year... I think you said like... It's five or five to six days. We're approaching six days. 
that's how like that's how crazy that this has been for me. And I don't know like I think about that sometimes and I'm like is that a good or bad thing? It's always a good thing. You're increasing your knowledge. Increasing my knowledge. That was one thing that I kind of forgot because I've taken a break from this. I haven't done this since September. Okay. And obviously now everybody's listening is January, but you and I are sitting here in random ass day in December. So can you say that on the air? I yeah. Think, I don't think you can say I've had that. the F word on the air. FCC is going to come in and shut you down. Paul, uh, was it Paul Smith? Did you swear on there? I think he said F word on there. Yeah, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. That's funny. But anyway, it's been a, it's obviously been a minute. So fill in the gaps because what I'm going to do is I'm going to link people for repeat people. I always link like the first episode. That way we're not like rehashing the same, the same information. So what's, what's been going on since, since then? Um, obviously this is a new building, obviously. Well, not, we say new, but it's not new, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been talking, it's been three years, a lot's different. Obviously I'm at Madonna now and. Uh, when I got here, it was a one-man-plus first-year GA with zero sports information experience. Um, you know, since then, we've got, I've got a GA who is phenomenal, can kind of handle his own stuff. And, of course, I somehow ended up with you in the office. And it's called get money. To, get, to work with, get to work with you <laughs> on a daily basis and... Um, you really elevated our social media and graphic design game, and I feel like I learned more from you than I probably teach you, which probably isn't mm-hmm. fair for your career. But, no, that's that's not uh, necessarily <laughs> true. Because what like what I like about being here that I didn't get to do at like some other stops and things like that, I would have never gotten to have put designs on walls and things like that. I wouldn't even be able to like at Indiana, and this is not like I know like I talk about Indiana a lot, but. If I wanted to talk to Archie, the basketball coach, I better have a damn good reason to talk to Archie. You know what I mean? Like, before I even get in the perimeter, somebody is there asking me what I am doing there. And now if I want to talk to Noel, I just look, poke my head out. I take three steps, and he's right there. That's what I like about being here is that there's, there's always so much. And it's not that, like, I don't learn from you in the sports information stuff. I learn from you in other ways as well. I, I, I tag along with you and I, and I stay quiet because for me, and you're laughing, but nobody knows that. But for me, like <laughs> it's a two years, one mouth type of deal. And I don't know if you nope. feel the same way about that. That's, that's interesting. I, it's funny. Cause I always feel bad when you tag along, like, like you don't, you don't need to be here. You don't have to listen to this conversation. Mm. I don't, it it just now is occurring to me that you're you're learning the nuances of interacting with some of the other areas of campus that right. I get to interact with on really a, a weekly or daily basis. And, you know, I think one thing that I've always liked about the NEI level and a reason why I think I'm always hesitant to look at larger schools is kind of what you said before, like you the larger the school and the higher the level, I feel like the less freedoms you're given in our office. The more you the more you're kind of pigeonholed into one one role, one area. Hey, this is these are your sports, here's who you talk to, here's what you're gonna do. In your and case don't at, you dare go talk to anybody at, else. In your case at IU, yeah. like you were social media and that kind of stuff and you know, you you said you weren't really allowed to do mm-hmm. kind of outside of that realm. And I think for me, I've grown accustomed to the fact that I can, I I can have my hand in several different things and I'm not necessarily just the sports information director. I'm not just running the website. I'm not just covering events. It's, you know, we've changes have happened at the university. We're doing some university headshots. Like we're doing, um, I'm helping out the marketing office. Like we're we help with special event. It's just I feel like we we can do so much more and we help out so much more. And I think there's pluses and minuses to that. Obviously, we're mm-hmm. adding more work to our plate than you would necessarily have as the head SID or athletic communicator at a D one institution. You're 
you don't have to branch out and do all these other things. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the development side of things the last couple of years and raising some money and interacting with donors. And, um, you know, we were able to pay for the re kind of revamping the gym that we, that the school bought this past year through, uh, fundraising dollars. And I think for me, it's fun because I get to go out and raise money for things that I know are going to benefit the student athletes. Right. Um, you know, we, we fundraise, we get some money and it goes right back into, it goes right back into the programs. It goes into getting cameras. It goes into getting gear for our workers. So they feel like they're part of a team. Um, you know, I think, I think in my time here at Madonna, this I've taken the sports information role from writing stories, social media, and covering events to, you know, we do marketing, we're doing promotion stuff, we're trying to raise money, we're, you know, rebranding really the whole university social media. And even our athletic social media, too. The athletic social media, yeah. Without you here, I don't want to know what our social media would look like because I'll be the first to admit I I really rinsed my hands of social media the last few years. I just the way the the reason why like I'm so invested in it is because that's like for me when I was a student student in high school and I was looking at colleges and everything like I would go to social media first almost or I would go to the website first just because that's who I was. I wanted to see how good your program was. And if your, if your website was crap or if your social media, you know, you hadn't posted since 2017, it did. Like, I know that sounds really stupid, like just on the outside, but when, but when you're an athlete like that, I really, it kind of like reflected badly because it was almost like they didn't want to invest in themselves. That's why like, I'm so big on like, what graphics we're putting out uh, like i want it to look good because i don't want students then again we're finding out that they really don't care at some point <laughs> and for context we had a football player uh a new recruit for our football team uh screenshot somebody else's somebody else's commitment graphic and then post it as his home so the kid's name for the other kid is still on it and again it's like blowing up and it bothers me but that's just the reason why i like representation that's what i do i like brand management that's like my thing the weirdest things blow up on social media and that's just exhibit a (laughs) it's funny that you like it's funny that you and morgan are together because you two like I feel like you're both kind of doing the same work. You know what pissed me off last year? We had the same exact job. And she got paid a lot more than you. And she got paid double (laughs) what I did. That's not to say, like, she's not doing a good job. But, yeah, it's it's always, it's kind of like, she says that all the time. Like, this is what happens when two social media managers marry each other. But, at the same time, she's also doing it for large corporations whereas you get to do it for, for sports one. yeah like i mean yeah. it's well not necessarily one for 22 i think it's kind of what happens when you when you leave the the athletic communication sports information industry i mean you've been around long enough you hear people talk about it all the time about the the money disparity and um needing to we need to have a voice together and kind of not take on more than more than we should and but I think I think there's something to be said for like the experiences that us as SIDs get to have and athletic communicators versus those in the professional not that we're not professional but in the for like a better term professional side of of the world where you're doing marketing or promotions or graphic design I feel like I've thought a few times about leaving the profession and what, you know, what would I want to do? And I think... Yeah, the, what does that thought look like for you? Because I went through the same thing over the summer. Like, what, like, where do you, where do you go in I mean, your head? the issue for me when I do it is, I don't know that there's one thing I do 
that I truly love. Like, I think what I love about it is the fact that I do get the ability to do all kinds of different things and learn different skills and put them... Like, for me, I enjoy the fact that, you know, on Monday, I could be making a graphic and then Tuesday, I could be writing a story. Thursday, I could be working on a video and then, you know, maybe on Saturday, I'm out of the field all day and I'm getting paid to watch a baseball game or I'm Mm -hmm. being paid to watch a football team play like for me and like I think for me the best part is the conference and national championships and being with the teams and you know obviously we're not IU we're not UM like Mm. we don't I'm not getting those experiences but at the same time being in this profession has allowed me like two years ago I got to help out at the final at um, the regional men's basketball tournament that was at Little Caesars Arena and you know you get to go back be behind the scenes and interact with coaches and see the interviews Mm -hmm. and you know be on the sidelines and be a part of that atmosphere and you know UM's allowed me to go and do some stats for hockey games and I'm not a huge hockey fan but for it's University of Michigan hockey like it's not even that like you see how they operate too that too like you you see the funny thing is I go and I, you know, you're in US Arena and they've got the lights and they've got the projectors and they've got, you know, massive production for pregame and they've got the big four-sided video board and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there like, how can I replicate this at a one one-hundredth of a scale? <laughs> um, and it's just, it's funny to talk to them. The... I think the thing that a lot of us, maybe especially at the NAI and smaller school level, miss is that, like, we look at the D1s and be like, oh, they have all this, they have all this. But then, like, I think for me the most eye-opening thing was talking to them is, like, they're even shorthanded for what they're asked to do and what they try to do. Like, obviously, we, I feel like I've heard this several times and Jarek Wolcott's a big proponent of it too. Like us at the NEI level and the small school level, I feel like we're more equipped to handle stuff like COVID or different situations. Like this spring when we're going to have 5 million sports going out at one time is the fact that we've always been asked to do it all by ourselves or asked to do it on a shoestring budget. Whereas you know, some of the larger departments or schools are just now having that realization like, hey, how do we cover nationally recognized programs on you know, half, yeah. half the money and how do we, you know, how do we maintain a life um, while doing so? And, um, you know, I think in this business, having having sounding boards and having mentors or people that have gone before you that you can bounce ideas off of is huge and you know for me I'm so grateful for everyone that I've met and been able to work with and you know it's just all it's crazy around like Thanksgiving I was sitting there like who do I need to say happy Thanksgiving to and it's like well there's a huge list like I can't it would take me hours to send a, mm-hmm. a happy Thanksgiving out to everyone. you sent me person. two texts did I? Yeah, you sent me Happy Thanksgiving, then you sent me your turkey gift. Oh, the turkey gift was funny for me. So oh, I had to okay. Send it out. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I've learned the most is just like you can't sweat mistakes. You can't. You can't dwell on things. You just gotta move on. Like, mm-hmm. you make a mistake. You forget to do something. Like, obviously, you, you want to figure out why you made that mistake. How do you, how can you better prepare yourself for next time? But at the same time, like, you can't let it affect the next day's work or the next thing that needs to get done. I mean, you saw it firsthand, the first, our first basketball game of the year, and, you know, you can prepare all you want, but, but nothing the, prepares uh, you when you go to plug in your Ethernet cord and the port disappears. Yeah, like, into the floor, no, into the oblivion, just in black. Yeah, yeah, there's no... 
we couldn't have replicated. Yeah, you can't. We wouldn't have thought that. to replicate that mm-hmm. before. Like you wouldn't think to check. Like I plugged an Ethernet cord into that two or three times before. Never had an issue. <laughs> you know, of course, game day you're gonna plug it in and, and it doesn't gone. work. And yeah. so, you know, you just have to adapt and figure out. All right, what's what's Plan B? What's Plan C? I think we ended up on Plan D with I just recording it, it and then posting it later and. Um, you know, I think this, when I look at leaving the profession, circling back here, the, I think the thing I always say I would miss the most is the people. It's mm-hmm. the senior action. It's getting to know your student athletes and just seeing the elation and even, even the agony of defeat where like it took it's taken me years to get a hold of myself at a table and not freak out and then like trying to train the student workers to be like hey look like I get it I'm feeling the same thing you're feeling but you can't show it when you're working like it doesn't it's just not what we do and um you know I think for me that's what always keeps me is like yeah, I could go work a nine to five, but I don't know that I would like that life. You'd feel fulfilled any more than what yeah, I do now. I think yeah. like I love my wife. I love spending time with her and my dog. And you know, I think at times this job can be hard, but and I think the hardest thing right now is the fact that we've had all this time off, and like mm-hmm. I've heard some SIDs be like. And other administrators be like, hey, I don't, I don't know that we want to play in the spring. But, like, so I think there's going to be a large adjustment period, not only for our SIDs, but also for our families. Like, we've had, I've had a Saturday off the last four months, five months. I don't, I've lost track of time. Ever since probably March. longer than that. But, um, you know, I think for me, the biggest thing is, like, how do we how do you get your brain back in gear for you know looking up at the calendar what we know is going to be you know a homer road event every saturday and most sundays from february until may like yeah literally may how do we how do how do you transition from all this time off or lack of events to full bore 22 sports you know i don't i don't remember the last time i wrote a recap like i wrote one in november like i know you and you and andrew took care of basketball when they played like i honestly couldn't tell you the last time i wrote a legitimate recap and like getting your brain back into doing that and a game program like you've created some templates and you know i gotta go in and start getting volleyball right like volleyball is literally almost a month, a month away, away if not less like yeah. just things like that where you're sitting there and like you're enjoying the time off you have but, less time than you think you do but yeah the yeah. time like all of a sudden it's going to be January 11th and we're going to be playing games and we're going to be sitting here like wait what work. what's going on what are we doing yeah are we ready for this like what are we missing what do we need to do and um I don't know I love it. I think it's going to be fun. I'm, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be some stress involved. But I'm excited. I think... Ooh, sorry about that. I feel like mentally I'm in a great place. Mm-hmm. Better than I've ever been. And, um, you know, my my walk with God has grown so much in this time off. And I I know that... I've had some real heart-to-heart moments, and I just feel like nothing, nothing could happen this spring that's too big. Um, you know, I think for me the realization is, you know, this is a job. This is not my life. Um, for years, for years, that was my struggle. Yeah, I've I've heard the because when you ask. Like, when I say you tell me about yourself, the first thing you lead with is your profession. 
which I think is a very piss poor like way to think because you identify with that and we talk about that I don't remember if we talked about this but there's a I think you're later in the 10 episodes so I think somebody before you we talk about this a little bit but um I think a lot of people kind of going back to the pigeonhole uh I read a book called uh Wild at Heart by John Eldridge I've re- I've referenced it several times on this show and I think I've referenced this exact framework too early in life like when you're either vulnerable for some reason or you are looking for something like what's my meaning what's my purpose things like that people start to build themselves around a framework of what you do whether that be a baseball player for me it was a track and field cross-country guy when you met me and then some people it's being a nurse some people it's being an SID you know it's called a glass self and it's not and what happens to glass when you you know break both of your legs Zach breaks man it shatters and then you're left with like okay that wasn't me so what am I now and I think that that's what a lot of people are going through right now and you mentioned you know keeping yourself sharp during a time to where you're really not you know don't have those opportunities and that's not anybody's fault it's just the the hand we're dealt but this is a time to where you've had to you know meet your wife all over again or meet your kids all over again or you know things like that so it's definitely uh i'm interested to see how people come out as themselves after this a lot less than the sid stuff for me I would agree. I mean, I think for me myself, it's always it had always been a struggle of what, who am I, what am I, um, and you know, for me it was always like you said, I associated myself with my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I let stress get to me a lot, um, but knock off past, the yawning, huh? Knock off I the can't, yawning. Man. <laughs> this past year just. Um, growing in my faith and doing it's called every man a warrior it's a great men's bible study and um <clears throat> just helped me realize that my work's just something i do it's not who i am um and so <clears throat> i think it's really freed me to enjoy coming to the office to want to expand some of the things i do to be more willing to teach you and andrew kind of what we're doing instead of trying to micromanage and not even micromanage just do things by <laughs> myself right no i yeah and that's kind of a i've had that before with previous bosses as well to where i wasn't doing something up to the standard so the person would just be like i'm just gonna do it which would then in turn add more stress and things like that and I guess it gives them, what, a sense of security? But at, but at what cost of everybody else, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, the thing I've learned the most is just, like, I don't have to do everything. And, mm-hmm. you know... You haven't if, written a recap since <laughs> March. Hey, it's been great. If you, <laughs> you know, if you or Andrew make a mistake, like, obviously it, it reflects back on me, and it's really my mistake, but... It's a teaching moment, and at some point, you know, at some point, you guys aren't going to be working under me or with me, um, and so, like, if I'm not letting you guys do it yourself and learn and make mistakes and do what you need to do, like, I'm doing you guys a disservice as your boss, um, and so I think that's the biggest thing I've learned in my time here at Madonna is just letting go and realizing I don't have to do everything myself like Mm -hmm. instead I need to focus on preparing you guys for life after Madonna or life after me or just having having the confidence that if we have a game on January 10th when I am going to be in Wisconsin at a baby baptism that I don't need to worry because you and Andrew are prepared you know what you're doing and you're going to be able to run that run the event and so um I think for me that's been the biggest growth 
my I've seen in myself is just my ability to delegate and not necessarily have to do everything myself and I'm not perfect. I know that there are plenty of times where I've taken projects over and said, David, why are you doing it that way? You should do it this way. And then I sit there and I hear my wife say, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. She calls it mansplaining and how I... Yeah, it's a real thing. Yep, it is. And Or, um, you know, I have the tendency to be like, that's the wrong way. This is the way. Um, Or is it your way? Well, it's... I mean, my way, the the right way, you know, same thing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think that's the thing I've I've learned to use, just learning how to, you know, my way is not always right. There's several ways to skin a pig. Yeah. I like working with these coaches because they almost like, not really let you, but they have, you know, the understanding that, you know, nothing's going to be perfect. I mean, we're at a level to where if you're 100%, it's kind of rare to me. Like, like an Ethernet port falling through. I guess nobody's fault. And he wasn't pissed about it. The Ethernet port. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but I like that. So even when there are opportunities for us, you know, to be alone, to run it ourselves, we do make a mistake. I'll tell you a story, and you can uh, laugh at this all you want. Um, I worked a softball game by myself at USI. I somehow got four outs in an inning. Don't know how I did that. Dan does not know how I did that. But I did it. And then when Sue, our softball coach, was waiting, I told her, like, hey, something happened to the stats. We can fix it, but you're not going to have anything right now. She was totally cool with it. It wasn't the end of the world. Some coaches, that would, like, be my ass, you know? It feels like. No. It's it's true. It all depends on the demeanor of your coaching staff. And, you know, we, to your point, I think here at Madonna, we are blessed to have some, we have a really great group of coaches and they are all very understanding. And they all realize that we're trying to do the best we can with, really, with what we have. Um, you know, we don't. We don't have an unlimited budget. We don't have mm-hmm. the ability to go out and spend on everything that we would like to have. And we can't always do everything the coach wants to do. But um, I think our coaches do a great job of giving us ideas and then letting us, hey, we can't do, we can't make that happen. But, you know, what about this, this, or this as an alternative? Um, so I just, it's fun. I'm glad you're here. It's a, Thank you. It's a blast to to have you and um, this GA that we haven't seen in a month. <laughs> and and Andrew, who bless his heart, he doesn't get doesn't really get compensated the way he should, and no. he uh, has another job that. Yeah, well, he does, but he just has to, you know, wake up with a butt crack of <laughs> butt crack. I don't of know. I don't know how he functions the way he does, but let him do it now. That's kind of like what everybody tells me. Is that I have a side business and I have the show and I have other things I want to do and other projects I would love to pursue. And people are like, "Let me better do it now, or because you're not going to have any energy in a couple of years." Yeah, it's just I don't. It's insane. He's a great kid and sorry, he's a great guy. Yeah. David doesn't like being called a kid. Even I don't like being called a kid. I don't like referring to people even that though I, I think he's still like six or seven years younger than me but who me or Andrew you me I'm 25 you're 32 so it's seven years okay that was close enough yeah whatever I don't know how I remember your I just think it's funny that it's uh we've come full circle from uh <laughs> isn't that wild <laughs> oh Indiana Tech man those were the days of <laughs> I was just figuring it I out I was a young buck just trying to get by and so you, you were, were uh, so you were about my age at Indiana Tech. You're 26. I was 19. That was six years ago. Sure. I mean, you were a wide-eyed little. You were a wide-eyed kid that was looking to do anything. Literally, literally do anything around sports, <laughs> and you end up being the best student worker. And then it was like, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm probably not going to be here next year. And you said, "Yep, neither am I." It's like, oh. 
All right, good for you, man. I. And you've kind of gone every which way since then, and. It's uh. Been, I don't even know how to describe it. I can't like tell you how different. Something that something that bothers me. Just being who I am now. I've worked very hard to, you know, be assertive. That was like my first one to do things I want to do. That was my second one to, you know, treat Morgan the right way. Like, I have a problem, and I don't know about you, and I might be overthinking it. Actually, for a fact, I know I'm overthinking it, but I have a problem with the way they remember me. Who? Everybody back then. Like... I don't know. Sometimes at night I like picture myself, you know, meeting all everybody again, who I am now, and then being impressed because I'm impressed because I was the exact opposite then as I am now. You are a much different person now. Yeah. You've. I mean, I think that's. I think that's for every, anybody though. We yeah. all grow. We all learn from our mistakes and our and those that, and our environment, just the environment that we're in and. You know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, you know, what if I would have stayed in Indian Tech or what if this or what if that? And I look at the jobs that I applied for and almost got or didn't didn't even get a call back on and all these things. And, you know, just looking back on this, like I'm I've learned so much from everywhere I've been from Allison Smalling and Embry-Riddle taking a chance on this this young uh, I think I had my MBA at that point, and you know I thought I knew what I was doing, and I that's how I feel now. It just wasn't. Oh yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. It just wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, but her and learning from Ryan and Mike, and they just taught me so much down there. And David Gallinetti, when I was an when I was a graduate student at Lakeland University, and he was he's still at Lakeland University. He does communications for the university, and you know. He taught me keys to writing that I still use when I write my stories now. And, um, you know, Indiana Tech was an eye-opening experience, um, just a different atmosphere. But then I was only at Lewis Clark State for not that long. 18 months, if that. I don't even think it was 18 months. But I learned more in that time, I think, than I than I could ever learn anywhere else. They just, working for Brooke and Gary out there and just learning, seeing how they have an expectation of really a division, a division one program at the NAI mm-hmm. level and the the way they raised money and fought for programs and supported their programs and developed alumni relations and were active in the community and um just the way they run game days some of the little things like having scripts and um the way they do events in games and just all the little things that really when you go plays you take for granted but one thing i really learned from brooke is like when you go to an event outside of your institution like pay attention don't just don't just go and watch a game or just whatever like pay attention how are they doing giveaways how are mm-hmm. how are they greeting you when you walk in the door like what are they i can't you turn that free? part of my brain off like i think about that all the time when i go to games too it's just it was really neat to hear her insight and like yeah you know when we get we would go and play washington state and it's like hey like go take pictures enjoy it but pay attention like what are they doing that we're not doing what are is there something they do that we could incorporate into what we're doing um, you know, when you go to a minor league game or you go to, you know, somebody else's game and you're just a fan, like pay attention to these things and try and pick something up here or there, or, you know, maybe they're doing something that you never want to see happen and like make a mental note of that. And so it's just, I've been a lot of different places. We've moved a lot and it's just one of those things where like, I don't know that I would change it because I just feel like I've learned so much at each place that I've been, um, good and bad. You right. Know? 
you pick up good and bad stuff everywhere you go mm-hmm. and um we're all tested in different ways i think that makes i think it's made me a better siv but even a better person just knowing those people just seeing how they interact um picking up new skills here and there and um it's been a fun journey it's not close to over hopefully but uh, (laughs) you know it's it's a journey it's fun you know i think a lot of times we take ourselves too serious you just gotta enjoy life have fun and let it go and you know one day god's gonna call us home and we'll all look back and be like oh Remember that? Yeah, no. That was, you know, I think I have, I used to say I have no regrets, but looking back, I do have a lot of regrets in life. But, um, you know, I wouldn't change. I don't know that I would change anything because even my bad moments um, have helped me grow and become kind of who I am today. And, you know, I still have people that will talk to me about Dallas or Washington, D.C. or, um, some, some my not so bright moments, but, uh, you know, I've learned from them. I feel like I've come a long way. I'm a much different person, I think, than I was even two years ago at, or was it three years ago? Might've been three years ago at Washington, D.C. I can't, without Last having, without having conventions, without having conventions, I just lose track of, was of what year it is. So, was um, it 2018? It was 2018. Had to have been 2018. Wait. No, 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 it was twenty it was twenty eighteen because twenty nineteen was Orlando and I wasn't gonna go there again. Not that anything's wrong with Orlando, but I've already been there. That's and right. then twenty twenty would have been Vegas year. and I was gonna go to that, but I was pissed. Obviously for COVID, but you know. So it was twenty eighteen. But yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're all tested in different ways. Um things happen, obviously, for a reason. That's why I try to think about it, um, aside from small things, but very few small things. But, uh, yeah, I've asked you these questions before, and I know we have to uh, film an award show with yourself here, here in a few minutes. So Man, um, We're just going to skip that. We're not going to skip that. What time is it? It is 3 o'clock. Well, yeah, anyway. It's going to be a late day. We have uh, some fun questions I need to ask you. How's that sound? Oh, boy. Okay. You've been asked these before, but it's been about four years. Favorite memory of your professional tenure? Uh, women's Cross Country National Championship. It'll be hard to top it. Just being... It was, was that a, your first national... Cha- no, it wasn't, no, obviously. I've had a lot of national championships. Yeah. However, this one was unique because we went... We went in, we weren't necessarily expected to win, but our coach said, you know, if we run the race, we do, we can, we will. But it was a, we had, it was really weird. Like we had a game on Wednesday and we had games on Saturday. And so I'm pretty sure I flew out Thursday night, covered the race Friday. We won, got to do all that, got to go to dinner with the team afterwards and kind of hang out and just relax and be ourselves and then hop back on a plane Saturday, early Saturday morning and got back on time for, I think that's it was what double, we're, uh, Isn't that what we're talking about doing with me in March? Doubleheader or something later yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I think it was the most memorable part is just the fact that, like, we won and it was a there and back trip. Like, it wasn't... Um, that one, and then, I mean, men's soccer going to the Final Four a few years back, and we got to go to, it was in Irvine, California, and um, we got to get a day, go to Venice Beach, and drive throughout, like, I think for me, outside of the job realm, like, that was awesome to be able to go roller, I went rollerblading on Venice <laughs> Beach, it was a blast, um, but just things like that like you're not going to get that in any other profession where really it was a free trip so um yeah i think those would be my the tied for 1a and 1b uh on the other side if you have one what's your biggest horror story i mean i think the biggest horror story was the one that happened this year i mean you know new gym new facility ready to go I think everything that could possibly have gone wrong outside of, like, massive electrical failures or something went wrong for us from 
not being able to do a live stream when we are limiting the number of fans in on the gym. On our first ever home game. You know, we had yeah. issues with, there was an issue with tickets. There was an issue with the new scoreboard gave us, pro- like, just anything and everything that could possibly happen, happened. And, but, I mean, we dealt with it. We moved on. It was, you know what I mean? It is what it yeah. is. And, yeah, I think I think that one and would be, would probably take the tape take the cake right now yeah uh one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession um i mean i think improving my graphic and video skills is always at the top of the list but i think right now the area i'm most focused on is just the development side and um you know building donor relations um and really I think alumni relations and how to how does our office kind of help and or lead in that area to make that um, a possibility. Um, when you're not in the office, what are you doing to have fun? Gosh, my wife will tell you that I don't really have a lot of fun. Um, I'm just my my fun is a different fun than her fun. Um, to be honest. We like to just relax and watch a good movie or a good show, hang out with our dog. And, um, you know, I keep telling her I'm going to pick up woodworking and it hasn't quite happened yet. Why not? Uh, well, I built one thing and it was a disaster and I just haven't taken the time to well, do anything else yet. Like, I know it was the, it was the first thing I'd ever done. Right. Like it was the a, first helmets I ever did were ass. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a rotating shoe rack. Oh. It's, it's, it was, it was bad, but, oh. um, I think I think I'd like to explore some woodworking stuff a little bit, and to be honest, we just I just try to disconnect, and I'm not really on social media. I'm not. I don't really watch a ton of sports, to be honest. It's just it's time to get away and relax and just kind of be, um, you know, working out during this COVID time. I've started to get back into working out. That's been fun, and um, really just Bible study and making time for God has been. I think those would be the three, spending time with the wife, making time for God, and working out. Uh, they're all fun. You give yours, and I'll give mine. Next time somebody's in either, like, the Plymouth, Livonia, Novi, whatever the hell you want to call it, area, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Oh, man. Only one? I mean, you can have multiple. I mean... I need to make a I need to make a page on the website for all the recommendations, too. That's one thing. That's a big project I think, uh... Brown Dog Barler. Oh Jesus, that's is good. probably one of the top ones. That is one of the top. Um, they have a limited menu, but anybody that follows me on Instagram saw me post a picture of Morgan with her like her boozy shake. Boozy shake. Oh yeah, that's so good. There's a limited menu, but it's delicious. It's different, and it's an ice cream parlor and a bar and restaurant all in one. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 dangerous. All right, it's it's one thing because <laughs> like the shakes are incredibly good, but there is. There's vodka in it, and I didn't taste it. I don't, I don't like I don't like hard liquor. You don't have to get a hard. I know. We don't get a hard but shake. She likes the hard shakes. Um, there's another one that I gotta take you to. It's a burger joint. I wouldn't. It's not in this area. It's a little out, a little further out. I gotta remember the name of it. But um, I think the other one would be Basement Burger Bar. That's good. Create your own burgers. Mm-hmm. Create your own shake. They've got a good beer list tons of tvs you can create your own salad i think it just it has a, everything you would want i mean as you can tell i'm a big burger and we're burger big pub food people guy. too yeah. yeah so a lot of my recommendation i live by wald lake i like the tiki bar and grill that's good it's right on the lake i don't know if they have outdoor seating i don't know if they because there's a little part there's a little part like of it that goes out on the dock and i don't know if they cover that or not that'd be a good thing to look into um, you have the the wings there, the firecracker sauce. It's really good. It sounds like it would be spicy for those of you who are like, oh, I won't like it because it's spicy. It's not. It's like a sweet white barbecue. Remember Saw's Juke Joint down in Montgomery? Yep. Or Birmingham, whatever the hell we were at? Yeah. It's like that. The white barbecue, just like that. It was incredible. I mean, I don't even remember what else we've had. We've had a lot of stuff here. If you're if you're out near Royal Oak though, is that what it is? the place to check out would be the Red Coat Tavern. Um, they have 
they have a special hamburger that's a half pound of ground proprietary blend beef but it's a it's delicious it's one of the best burgers i think i've ever had um it's they're massive burgers they've got and it's a different atmosphere it's like a i mean it's interesting you have to look it up check out uh red coat tavern it looks good i don't even know what the heck that where did we go in plymouth that one time oh i've got more plymouth recommendations ironwood bar and grill that was good went there with my parents and then wherever and then wherever you took us over in july where you had the you had the you had the the donut burger and (laughs) the donut burger yeah um what was that called it's uh hold on let's do a little google search before we sign off here Sorry guys, bear with us. <laughs> Pulling up Google Maps, I gotta. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right here. It's uh, wait, where's the park? Where's the um? Where's Main Street? What in the world? Uh, West End Arbor Trace, right Trace. there. Yeah. So it is the Park Place Gastro Pub. Yeah, they true. are truly a gastro pub. They've got all kinds of different creations on the menu but if you if you want a ton of calories and oh they have patio seating i'm i'm a type 1 diabetic i went all in Mm. took a lot of insulin that day but it's called the 2 a.m burger yeah and it's exactly what you what you think i think i have the angry hangover it's it's got a burger speaking of hangovers you can have uh baits here in livonia that was good no. Bates was delicious. Bates is delicious. Bacon, cheddar, an over easy egg, maple syrup, and to top it all off, it's on a glazed donut. It's on two glazed donuts, ain't it? No, it's a glazed donut cut in half. Oh, that's what it is, right? But it's right, delicious. Right. Well worth it if you're if you're wanting to go all in on something crazy and different. But uh, there's no shortage of good eats in this. Area, Especially in Plymouth, sure. holy crap! Yeah. That's my first stop. Taking Morgan's parents and taking my parents, that's the first place we always go. But Speaking of, next time Morgan's in town, we got to go check out the... Do you guys see the Christmas trees in the park? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, they weren't up yet. So when she comes back in town, we'll have to make that a double I don't know if she'll be back in time, though. I'll have to tell her. We'll talk to her later, but we gotta, we got we to gotta wrap it up here. Um, well, now that I'm hungry, uh, what's if anybody wants to follow up with you or have any questions for you, what would be the best way to uh, to follow up with you? Well, let's just do let's just do email zshortmadonna.edu, um, and then if you're a good friend, you've got my phone number and you can reach out via the phone number. So, all right, sounds good. Well, Zach, this is actually the second time. It's been about four years and about a hundred and some odd episodes later, but we all do appreciate you coming on. Thanks again. You too, man. Have a good one.